you so much for tuning in to the first episode of Unconventional, a Clexicon podcast. I'm your hostess, Dana Pickley, and I'm so thrilled to be working with Clexicon on this very cool new experience. Unconventional features guests, panelists, attendees, all from Clexicon. Whether you are a first-time attendee, which fabulous that you're tuning in because we have all sorts of tips for you, or if you attended last year and you just kind of want to keep the love going with Clexicon, then this is the perfect place for you to do that. So a tiny little bit about me. I am a queer entertainment and pop culture writer. I'm also the managing editor of the blog at Bella Books. And last year, I had the pleasure and honor of moderating quite a few panels at Clexicon. And it was such a wonderful, life-changing experience. And I cannot wait until 2018. We may have a few more months to go, but why don't we get the party started right now? Hold that thought for just a moment. Wanted to let you know that this podcast was recorded before the horrific events of October 1st in Las Vegas. Las Vegas is where Clexicon was held last year and will be held in 2018. This is a huge tragedy and a blow to Las Vegas, but Las Vegas is a resilient and vibrant place and nothing and no one will ever change that. Our hearts are with you. And now, on to the rest of the show. So everybody, our absolute first guest for Unconventional is a very, very cool person. Ebony Bell is the owner of Tag Communications and the editor-in-chief of Tag Magazine and was a guest and panelist at the inaugural Clexicon. Please welcome, although you are in a nebulous space out there in podcast land, but please welcome... Ebony Bell, <laughs> thank you so much for being here. Super exciting to hear that uh, you're launching a podcast show. So thank you. I'm honored to be the first guest. Well, you were on probably the coolest panel at Clexicon last year. You got a sneak special guest. Do you want to tell uh, our our listeners a little bit about the the major panel you were on and um, the one that Sara Ramirez showed up at? All of us were kind of like, Oh, nobody's going to come to ours, you know, and sometimes as a person of color, we just are just like, you know, we, we know we're not as sexy as, you know, these celesbians out there. Don't you dare and- say that. <laughs> so a lot of, we were just, it was so funny. All of us were like, oh, so we'll just let it be what it, you know, it is. We get in there, the place starts getting completely full. People are on the walls, all of that. Um, so it was such a great conversation because, you know, we're limited to about an hour. Mm-hmm. Um, and 45 minutes, maybe talking and Q and a next. And, um, yeah, so it was so popular and so many people had stuff to say, like we had saw hands raised everywhere and much, I think as much as everybody wanted to maybe even extend it, we couldn't, there was another right. uh, group coming in. But tell, tell us about the panel and, um, your experience as a panelist at Lexicon. Sure. So one, it was just really cool to be invited um, and be asked to be on a panel and a panel that I think was super important, uh, which was queer women in media. I'm sorry, queer women of color in media, uh, which is 
important a lot of times you know women in general we aren't brought to the table or talked about but then especially queer people of color um and there's just different things that we experience that maybe other people don't experience or people don't even give us a shout out but the panel was such a great discussion it's a little bit about what i said and how we're left out of the conversation uh, we also talked about how uh, women of color are represented in uh, tv shows movies online um, for example, we had a um, self-identified Asian woman on the panel, and she made some great points. Like, when is the last time we even, like, saw an Asian queer person anywhere? And I'm talking about mainstream. And, unfortunately, mm -hmm. LGBTQ publications, mm -hmm. media as well. Um, but she just made a good point. Like, usually, like, women are... Uh, Asian women are like novelties, if that makes any sense. Like they're just the woman of some white man. Mm -hmm. And that's the only way that you kind of see them show up um, in media, all outlets. And I was like, wow, I she's kind of right. Because I don't even know the last time um, that I've seen a, an Asian character that is represented, especially as a lead role. There was a, uh, um, and I, I feel little embarrassed I can't remember what the movie was and it was uh it was for an Asian character and they winded up casting a white guy for it um I think that's a majority of Hollywood films <laughs> that have come out got it got it recently so a movie that comes out at least once a year that's at least once where they yes where they whitewash a character yes absolutely yeah, no and that even happens with you know black characters as well native american there was somebody in the audience that talked about that and i felt i mean i turned to one of my co-panelists and i was like damn i never would have even which is embarrassing but i never would have even thought about that like we need to step up our content mm -hmm. because, you know, I think we're we're doing everything that we can and telling all our, you know, stories. And tag is for everyone lesbian queer under the rainbow. That's I love tag. I love the mo I love the motto of tag. Thank you. So anyway, um, you know, we're very intentional on telling all stories, but being very intentional on people of color and our trans brothers and sisters. And then when she spoke up about Native American, I was like. I was like, we're doing it wrong. We're doing it. There's a we're, there's a gap we have to fill. And for me, it's yes, it's nice to share information on a panel. But the thing that excites me the most is to learn. Like, what right. did I get out of this discussion? It's important and to be aware of our blind spots and to like accept that we yes. have messed up in that respect and to correct it. To like actually go forth and and do better. Exactly. Yeah, you hit the the nail on the head like that's exactly what it was so it's really just talking about the stereotypes that we see um like for example a lot of the black lesbian characters um are very hard very like butch and you know they're they are out there i'm a masculine and center woman but i also am a gay man trapped in a lesbian's body <laughs> but like you know that's very stereotypical for them to be super butch and like super quote-unquote like manly and I'm going to steal your girl. And that also just goes for butch, quote unquote, butch characters in general, mm -hmm. but especially in the black community, um, which is just disheartening because there's so many of us out there that are just all colors of the rainbow. You know what I mean? Right. Well, so we're kind of talking a little bit about the panel and also about tag. So I want you to tell our listeners more about how awesome your website and your publication are. Awesome. I oh, wait, wait, first, talking about wait, this. first, tell me why you started it. 
Oh, that's a great question. I love telling this, uh, uh, this story. So I'm going to back up. So when I would do presentations, and I guess sometimes now, but when we first started tag and getting our name out there, um, they'd ask me to speak. And I would take uh, any of our other LGBT publications here in the D.C. metropolitan area. I would pick it up. I wouldn't even look at it. And then I'd start off by saying, uh, hey, you know, you over here in the back, can you do me a favor? And in the first 10 pages, I want you to count how many men you see. Okay, and they do that. And then I say, okay, now go back and tell me how many women you see. I think the last one I did, the guy said 33 men and three women. Mm -hmm. And how I start off that presentation is that's why TAG exists. So we, um, before leaving my job, uh, I would just, you know, constantly see the other publications. And let me be very clear that I respect both publications very much. Um, and there are blind spots. And so I wanted to fill that blind spot. And so uh, a lot of it was just white gay men. When you open the pages, that's exactly who it's geared toward. And here's the thing, if that's your bread and butter, great. Uh, but that wasn't enough for me. Mm-hmm. I knew clearly we existed right. and there were stories to be told, right? And so um, I just got tired of seeing that. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to create something that's going to tell our stories. And like the three things that I wanted to accomplish is one, continuously tell our stories, profile people that are amazing. Uh, and then the other one was events. Like we, we aren't party promoters, but what we do is we bring our readers together. Mm-hmm. Um, I was actually just doing an interview before this and I was telling um, the woman that, as far as I know, the women that I know of, uh, three couples met at our events and got married. Oh. And I'm just like, this is what I do what I do, you know what I mean? Or why I do what I do. So <clears throat> so it's uh, events, stories, and resources. So we have a resources page, you know, um, if you're looking for something like maybe you're coming out late in life, well, there's a support group for that, and here's the information. We're continuing to build on that because I want to have everything listed that we possibly can, and we're not quite there yet, but we will get there. Um, so that's why I started TAG because I was just seeing a missing And a lot of times we see women's voices, especially queer women and trans women, um, the voices aren't at the table. You and I were talking about being on a board. You know, a lot of times you see a lot of white gay men, if we're talking about an LGBTQ, you know, organization, and then you'll throw in a sprinkle of women uh, or the woman and the token black person. Sprinkle of women. We'll just throw you a bone here. Um, And so, like, that's that's how it shows up, at least here, in every facet of our community. Um, and it's more than just saying, oh, we want you to be there. You know what I mean? So I actually, to me, my goal was to bring all this together and show exactly that how powerful we are as a right. community and how you should be reaching out to right. us. There's sometimes you have to insert yourself into the picture because uh, you're not always getting a, a, an invitation to come join the portrait. Yeah. <laughs> It's true. It's totally true. So I was like, you know what? I'm I'm one of those people that are just like, I see something missing and I want to fill that spot. Not for everything, but, you know, especially when it comes to our community. Um, so that's why we started. We started first with the print publication, which a lot of people are like, what? You started with print? Um, and the reason is because we're such a niche within a niche that to me, uh, I thought it was important. Business-wise, I also thought it was a good move. 
Um, but I thought it was important for people to pick up something and have something in their hand that they can put on their coffee table. Mm-hmm. Um, because really, if you go back and, you know, I'll mail you some coffees if you want. Please you do. Because I am not in D.C. <laughs> and that's okay. We actually have subscribers across the country. But oh, good, um, good. if you were to look um, at any of our magazines from any time, you're going to still find something that's relevant in there. And so we really wanted to make sure that we had for the print publication, like evergreen content. Yeah. I was going to say, I think I I read something about you, you focus really hard, hardcore on evergreen content. So it's always something that's applicable to your readers. Exactly. And then all the other like up-to-date newsy stuff, of course, goes on our website and we still keep the lifestyle stuff going too. Um, So anyway, we started with the print publication. Uh, then obviously the website kind of goes with it. Uh, and then we kind of upped our game with events and just bringing queer women together. Um, we actually um, have the largest uh, queer women's event in Washington, D.C. for Pride. Um, and this is Capital Pride women's event. Uh, we usually get about 2,000 uh, so, yeah, it's a lot of hotness um, in more ways than one. And, uh, yeah, no, but it's great. So we've kind of grown from that. And then um, now we have two podcast shows as well. Uh, and, again, it was just like, I want to get our voices out there. I want to get our voices out there. So we have two, which is Tag Nation, which obviously is part of our branding and they talk about all kinds of things lgbt issues news current events um they talk about what's trending on tag as far as our popular articles and then we engage on other things we had a great episode on bisexual stereotypes um and learned a lot from that like if there's nothing you guys get from (laughs) this conversation like go to tagnation.com and look for that bisexuality like amazing amazing conversation and then earlier this year we started our second one which is called queer public health um, because there was no podcast dedicated to lgbtq uh, resources and information when it comes to health in our community and we're still Um, a tremendously underserved uh community in the health community yeah absolutely so like i said i love looking for what's missing, especially when people are asking for that. Like, um, I was just at an event where, um, it was like a healthy relationships mixer where we had like MPD come out, um, and they talked about healthy relationships and intimate partner violence. And then the second half was speed dating. And I, I watched these older women walk out. One was a little over 50. The other one was like, I think she said she was 63. And I'm like, Oh, you're leaving. And she's like, yeah, you know, we're a little too old for some of these people in here. And I and I got that. And of course, immediately I'm like, we got to do this for, you know, 40 plus lesbians Mm -hmm. like that. Anyway, to me, that's why tag exists. It's like I'm always looking for opportunities to have our voices out there and bring people together. I feel like I just gave you a whole bunch of stuff, but it's because I'm so excited about what we do. And I'm excited about what you do. And I'm so glad that all the folks getting to listen know so much more about TAG now. Yeah, thank you. So, all right. So back to Clexicon, because this is the Clexicon podcast. (laughs) Is it? It is. TAG podcast? So you, we, before we started recording, you told me that Clexicon was your first con. Yes. I'm not even going to, you know, I'm not even going to sugarcoat it. I've always been like, oh my, like, not oh my God, but I've, I've always felt like cons aren't for me. 
if that makes any sense. I'm one of these like too cool for school people. <laughs> you know what I mean? I know it sounds cheesy, but I'm like, oh, that's, you know, that's their thing. That's not really my thing. I get to Clexicon and I was like, what have I been doing with my life? <laughs> like this should have happened a long time ago. And what I appreciate about um, Clexicon was one, I didn't even know who Clexa was when they reached out to me and asked me to be on a panel. I'm embarrassed to say it. I feel like everybody's booing me right now as they listen to this podcast. <laughs> we're going <laughs> to we're going to give you we're going to forgive you on that. <laughs> but as you know, as an editor, uh, someone in media, I did a lot of research beforehand because of my <laughs> I thought like they were gonna ask me something about Clexa or like, <laughs> like that that's the only way you could get through the doors if you answered like right. a, a you have Clexa to have, like, question. You have to know the, like the que- the answer to the secret question about <laughs> Clexa. There's also a handshake. Did they tell you about that? What'd you say? There's also like a special handshake. <laughs> there is. That's why I only made it past a certain, <laughs> certain point. <laughs> um, but no, I was just one of those people, and I really enjoyed myself. I, I will say this to people listening. If you haven't been to the con, and, may, and maybe you're even like me, and you're like, what the hell is Klexa, or who the hell is Klexa, <laughs> you don't even need to know that. Like, you just go. Just go. Like, you don't even need to know or even understand like who or what that is. And that's what I thought was so cool about this event. Like I didn't feel like an outsider. Oh, that's great. You know, and I really honestly, Klexa was the flame, like the the spark that ignited all of this. But Klexicon is about so much more. Um, and so I'm so glad that your first con experience was Klexicon because honestly, it's very different than most other cons. <laughs> very different in a lot of ways. Um, but it's a much more intimate and, um, you know, just a lot of fun. And, and you know, I, I've, I've had a lot of questions from people saying, I really want to go to Klexicon, but I don't know anybody. And I'm kind of nervous to go alone. Like, should I go alone? And I say, yeah, for sure. Like, you're totally going to meet people. It, I don't, I say, like, don't let that be a thing that, that turns you away. Yeah, no, I, I absolutely agree. I'm thinking about, like, the handful of people that I met. Like, I went by myself. Uh, and I was talking to everybody and their mother. There See, and perfect like, example. Perfect, e- perfect example. And right here. I am a perfect example. I completely went by myself, wasn't quite sure, and I wind up making some great friends, especially being on the panel, but also going around to talk to the vendors. I mean, there's a lot of opportunities there to just connect with people. Absolutely. And, you know, I, another question I've gotten is, like, what what – is your advice for somebody who is is thinking about attending Klexicon or, you know, like this is my first con and like, what, how should I prepare? And so I have a list of things and I want you to kind of like chime in as I go through this list. So future Klexicon okay. attendees, here is Dana Pickley's <laughs> list of important things. Okay. Number one, can't wait. number one, bring comfortable shoes. <laughs> I, first and foremost, I don't have never worn, I feel like anything that's not comfortable with <laughs> you. Um, but you never know, right? Like sometimes, uh, actually, you know what? You know what? I did bring my nice church shoes when I was on the panel because I wanted to look a certain right. way. Um, and they weren't that comfortable. So you're right. I never, that was the first time and only time I wore right. during the con. I got, my, pa- I got my panel short. shoes and I got my walking shoes. But <laughs> Wear comfortable shoes because you are going to be standing a lot. You're going to be mm-hmm. standing in line to get into things. You're going to be walking around. And, like, it's just it's just smart. Trust me, you don't want to end up like me 
on day two, like bleeding in your shoes. Um, another thing is take your vitamin C and eat breakfast. Please, for the love of Klexa, eat breakfast because nobody wants like a bunch of queer folks passing out in line to meet Amy Acker. Okay. <laughs> um, use hand sanitizer whenever possible. <laughs> I'm dying right now. Did you did you get did were you sick at all afterwards? I was fine after Clexicon, but I got like very sick after Dra- Dragon Con. So I've learned um that anytime I travel like on an airplane on a flight, I wind up like taking all of this stuff beforehand. Like I don't even know. Like even herbs I've never even heard of, I take. <laughs> Like, any herbal medicine, vitamin C, like, I'm taking everything. So I think that's the only thing that saved me, because usually I will get sick in those situations. But I'm like, you know what? You're not going to get me. Right, right. Well, they call it con crud, and you want to avoid that. (laughs) Um, So I would say bring, like you said, as much vitamin C. Take unknown herbs. Yeah. (laughs) Don't, no, no, don't do that. Don't take unknown herbs. about legal herbs. Legal herbs. (laughs) um the halls no so so vegas it's hot vegas is hot but the halls might be cold so don't be shivering bring a sweatshirt to the halls if you're going to be sitting at a panel or something oh and drink plenty of water and bring chapstick because y'all we are in the desert like i'm over here freaking out like exactly exactly (laughs) I felt like there was a shortage and nothing to do with Clexicon, just in Vegas alone, I felt like there was a shortage of water. I was like, why do I have to walk 10 miles to get a water bottle? This is crazy. Absolutely, like, legitimately, like, you have a six-pack of beer, bring a six-pack of water. Right. And I don't care if you're a lipstick lesbian, bring some chapstick, bring a lip balm, (laughs) something, because you're going to need it, all right? Um... Another important thing is there are going to be things that you want to see that are at the same time as other things you want to see. So you're going to want to create a list schedule for yourself and kind of mark what's a priority for you. And I know that's really hard, but something to think about is if you have two panels that you really want to see, but you are pretty sure that one is going to be recorded, maybe you want to check out the one that you don't think might be recorded. Just like, you, I understand. It, it's 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 a tough thing. Did you run into that experience? No, I. So I did. I, when you asked me about like tips, that's one of the things that I thought of. I was like, you know what? It's going to be a lot happening, and don't be ashamed to sit down when you get into the hotel room, look at the schedule of events, and mark down what you want to go to. That way, you know exactly what you're doing, and you know, give yourself a little bit of time. It's, well, if you've never been to Vegas. Get, cut yourself out just a little time to do a few stereotypical things. So, you know, like I said, like maybe you know you're going to have a chunk between, you know, I don't know, Dana and then Ebony. And you have <laughs> exactly. like three hours beforehand. You know, you know, use that time. You're in Vegas. You Absolutely. Know? Like, That's another one of my tips. I was like, oh. don't ignore Vegas because it's so easy to think like it's so like hey everything's in the one hotel i don't need to leave like vegas is fun and i i've never i had never been to vegas before it was my first time to vegas and i was like oh i'm so not gonna be i'm not a vegas person like i don't like to gamble and 
I loved Vegas. I had a blast. So take a walk down the strip. Go to like the fountains. Like just do something down there because it is it is uh, something to behold. Absolutely great. I love that you said fountains. That wouldn't have necessarily been my go-to. But it's a, yes. The Bellagio fountain. Oh, you didn't see the Bellagio fountains? No, I saw, I saw it. I saw it. You're like, <laughs> you were not impressed. You were not impressed with the Bellagio I mean, I'm also like, I get it. Because this is your first time. I think this that was like my third or oh, something. Okay. Like your old hat. Sound cynical. Your I old hat. Sound cynical, everyone. <laughs> um, so also Vegas is much bigger than it looks. When you're walking down the strip and you're like, oh, that's not that far, that, you know, pretend Eiffel Tower. It's actually, like, really far. So (laughs) just actually look and see how far you're going to be walking if you're going to walk. It's it's like an optical illusion. It really is. You're not lying. I'm, I'm, (laughs) like, in tears over here because it's like you... We're part of my life. We're (laughs) we're simpatico right now. Um, It's crazy. Download Open Table. Mm. It is a lifesaver, especially like if you hook up with a like a group of people and you all want to go out to dinner. You need to get some reservations. Learn it, live it, love it. Open Table. <laughs> Agreed. Please continue. Um, I'm enjoying this. Listen, I'm enjoying it. Go um, on. Let's see what else do I have here. Oh, yeah. Um, So if you're attending a panel, have questions ready for panelists. Mm. Whether that is like a smaller, more intimate panel or a big room panel, think about what you'd really like to ask and and have that ready to go. And because if like somebody comes up to you with a mic, you want to be able to have a thoughtful question. And one, as as I said in last last Clexicon, one that won't make your mama blush, okay? (laughs) Or... Um, (laughs) no, I'm just kidding. So (laughs) another thing that I would add to that is, um, also don't be afraid to ask like questions. I'm not saying completely be absurd and disrespectful or any, any of the isms. I'm not saying that, but if you think you have a bold question and you think that everybody should hear it and get an answer or you're thinking it, then it probably means there are other people thinking it. So I would even say, don't be afraid to ask a question. Yeah, I promise the moderators are very not scary and we will try to make it as easy as possible for you to ask your question. Um, Oh, so another thing important to remember, and I did not do a good job of this, was to leave some extra room in your suitcase for swag and goodies and stuff from the artist gallery and vendors. Did you make that mistake too? Okay, so... (laughs) Do you know the movie with um, uh, George Clooney and then the, uh, I can't think of her name, from Pitch Perfect? Oh, Anna Kendrick, yes. Uh, and he's always flying and they're going around to fire people? Yes. Anyway, that movie, like, changed my life. Because I'm like, wow, look how quick he got through um, TSA and all of this. So ever since then, I will carry the smallest freaking, like, light suitcase and I'm like you know what two pants are good for this weekend just two or one pair of shorts and then I leave a little bit of room for swag but here's the deal sometimes things have to go like if it's been something awesome I'm like you know what you know what boxers you've given you know you've given me some good times here you you were willing to part with your drawers for (laughs) something from (laughs) Lexicon. 
because I got a Klexa uh, doll and this has got to go in here. So, um, but I understand because I've been, it's been like that everywhere. Um, but I guess that would be my advice to people too. Like I'm totally co-signing what Dana is saying and also think about traveling light. Because <laughs> I'm totally corny. This girl right here does not travel light. <laughs> I pack, I pack like a moderating outfit. I pack like a pre-moderating outfit. And a post-moderating outfit. So I've got like three outfits happening a day. And then shoes. So um, needless to say, I was like legit sitting on my suitcase trying to get it closed. And I had to pay. And I had to pay like an extra $75 because it was over the weight limit. Giving me a heart attack. Just just listening to this, you're giving me a heart. You know what? You should. I would love for us to do a challenge. Even though I already know it's going to be easy for me. But what if, no, no, no. What if you take on... Sorry, I didn't mean to say no, no, no. Oh, no. No, 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 me. All you like. <laughs> so I I would challenge you to pack lighter. Like, think about... How many... It's three days? I'm going to be there five days. Five days. Wow. Okay. Fair enough. What I would challenge you to do is three bottoms. So either pants. I don't know if you wear skirts or whatever. Okay. I, I wasn't quite sure. And then... Um, I don't know, a few shirts. I'll say three shirts. I know, I know, and three pairs of shoes. Anyway, I'm making these numbers up, but if you guys are listening to this podcast right now, tweet the hell out of Dana right now <laughs> and challenge her to the same exact Listen, thing. I'm willing to compromise on this. Okay, I am willing enough. to I am willing to combine my post-moderating outfit and my pre-moderating outfit. And only wear two outfits a day. Two outfits Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. You and I are going to, this will be like a bonus. Because I want to like, I have so much more to say about this. Okay. Well, just. You're to... like that bride. You're like that bride. That are you, are you calling like... me a bridezilla? <laughs> I didn't say you're a bridezilla. I'm just saying you're one of those brides. That's like, I have about five outfits and everybody's <laughs> going to go ahead and see this. <laughs> I don't care if there's two people in the room. They're going to go ahead and see these outfits. Well, speaking of seeing my outfits, uh, go to some of the social events that Clexicon is yeah. having. There's going to be pool parties, dance parties, meetups. Like, it's a great way to meet people and just kind of, like, have fun. Um, oh, bring some cash, band-aids, and invest in a phone charger because your juice will run out you will be taking so many pictures and videos, like you will be, it will just be dead. And there are only so many outlets. So get one of those little like doot, 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 things that you can just plug your phone into and charge up. And above all, and I'm sure that Ebony will agree with me, have fun. Let your hair down, wear cosplay if that's your jam, like do your thing. Klexicon is a very open and comfortable place to be yourself. Yeah, no, that's perfect. I say have fun, nerd it out. And as a bonus, like if you do dress up and cosplay, I would say extra. If you bring a little kid that dresses up too, I guarantee you're going to get the most attention <laughs> in the room. Are so, you talking about you little Alexa, who is so cool? Oh, my gosh. She's super cute. Super cute. Um, I'm assuming you saw her. So, yeah, of course. How do you miss little Alexa? Oh, my goodness. So cute. So cute. Um. <laughs> But yeah, I, I would say that that's a bonus. Also, you mentioned big lines. If you are VIP, 
Um, and you're going to be like, oh, I'm good. I'm just going to, you know, stroll in, get to the head of the line. Guess what? There are maybe a hundred other people that are also VIP. So don't be afraid to get up a little early, get your Starbucks on, and get there, you know, at a reasonable time. I meant to say that when you said the shoes and the big lines, because that line was no joke. <laughs> no joke. And then my my fancy name did not get me in the door. Like, I was going to do it. They were like, get to the back. Nice try. Hey, you know what? <laughs> And it's, it's like my first day, I was literally going to be moderating the panel. And I was like, hi, can I get in? They're like, who are you? <laughs> <laughs> who are you? And they were like, I'm sorry, who are you? I mean, it was so, they were so nice. It was, it was right, funny. Right. It was funny. I was like, oh, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm kind of hosting this panel. <laughs> um, but you know, it's like they're volunteers and they are so good and they work so hard. It was just really, it was really funny to me because <laughs> I was like, oh, uh, I'm Dana. <laughs> You're like, you know who I am? Oh, I, no, not at all. It wasn't even like that. It was just kind of like, oh, do I need, oh, should I have like a, a piece of paper or something? Like, I didn't know what to do. I was all nervous that they were going to like boot me out, uh, but they didn't. So yeah, they're great. Like the volunteers round of applause. Like they did a fantastic job. I'm absolutely. not even quite sure they slept. So I would say, hey, another tip is thank them when you're there because they deserve it. They deserve all the acknowledgement. And if you are loving Klexicon and you had, like, say you went last year and you had such a great time, maybe consider giving Klexicon four hours of your time and, you know, doing some volunteering. And you might even get a really cool position of, like, you know, be standing next to, like, one of your favorite celebrities while they're signing autographs or, you know, help escorting, like, people from one hall to another. It's like... If you if you are able to give back in that situation, please do. It's so greatly appreciated. And speaking of greatly appreciating, I greatly appreciate you joining me on the first Klexicon podcast on Conventional. This is so cool. When I found out that you guys were launching this podcast, I was just, the first thing I thought was brilliant. And it's even better that you're doing it. Oh, so thank, thank you. you. This is so cool, like, to be the first guest on here. So thank you for having me. Um, and honestly, I'm just, I'm looking forward to meeting you in person and seeing you. In I can't believe that we crossed paths and didn't. Honestly, I was like a blur there. I, I had, I think I did eight panels. So I did a lot of. <laughs> That's it? <laughs> <laughs> I did a lot of, like, running back and forth from things. So I, I um, I. <laughs> I unfortunately didn't get to meet all the awesome people I wanted to, but we will we will definitely have a drink or you know hang out or something. And please tell the lovely folks at home where they can find you on social media and tag. Well, pretty much everything is my name as far as me personally. It's Ebony Bell. It's E B O N E Bell. You can find me Twitter, Instagram. I actually just signed up for Twitter or not Twitter, Instagram three days ago. All my friends, all the folks that work with me are like, why haven't you done this yet? So welcome. I'm here. Welcome to 2017. So I am <laughs> on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and then, of course, for TAG, it's TAG, T-A-G-G, magazine.com. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. Uh, and we would love for you guys to, to check us out. Uh, if you're not in D.C., that doesn't mean you don't have to, you can't get a publication. You can always subscribe to us. We'd love to show up at your doorstep. Um, so yeah, read us, check out Tag Nation uh, podcast, Queer Public Health podcast. I'm looking forward to seeing each and every one of you next year for Clexicon 2018. Woohoo!
Yes! Next guest, Bridget McManus, is a lesbian legend, and not in just the unicorn way of speaking. <laughs> She's an actress, comedian, writer, producer, creator. She Is there anything you don't do, Bridget? A lesbian legend. Where did this come from? Oh. Like a unicorn. I'm not even... I'm not even... <laughs> Done with your introduction. Anyway, she's currently warming up audiences and hearts at Make It or <laughs> Make Up or Break Up and The Real. And she appears on this season of Transparent. Please welcome to the podcast, Bridget McManus. Bridget! God, I'm so excited to be here. That's the best introduction I've ever had in my entire freaking life. Thank you. Really? Maybe that's what I should just do is like write people's introductions for my career. It's talent. I feel like my heart is warmed after you said all those things. I don't know what if it's, well, I guess the credits are true, but thank you. I feel so honored to be here. Oh, and so humble, folks. No, it's true. I I was so excited to talk to you. You're like, hey, do you want to Skype? I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, I actually know you were friends, but I was like, oh my God, we're going to talk to Dana on her podcast. (laughs) And Bridget just happens to be married to my former boss, Carmen, who is an awesome person as well. Who loves you and adores you and was jealous that she couldn't be on the podcast. But I'm like, sorry, babe, deal with it. But yeah, yeah, deal, Carmen. Deal with you. it, Carmen. Deal with it. Uh, <laughs> so I know you're a very busy lady, but what what are you? What else are you working on right now? Because I'm sure that you are working on other things besides what I just announced. Uh, there's a lot of things that I'm working on. Um, Tello Films, which I work with them a lot. Uh, I oh, have a talk Tello. show right now called uh, Happy Wife, Happy Life. That's, uh, it's, a, it's a talk show uh, about two lesbian um, couples, myself and my beautiful wife, who've been married for nine years, and Kat Davis and Kristen Smith, who are both uh, comedians and improv artists. They've been married for two years, and so it's a little talk show that we had going, and we have 10 episodes that we crank out every Sunday, so that's on Tello. Uh, Kristen just greenlit another Tello series called Alice Knows Everything, starring Guinevere Turner. Oh. Um, and uh, Another Clexicon guest. Yes, we're going to be talking about that. It's a romantic comedy. Uh, I, I'm i in it. Carmen's in it. Uh, if you come to L.A., you can be in it if you want. We're going to be <laughs> shooting it at the end of this year. It's, so it's going to be premiering next March. Um, and then Maybell, my series, uh, is up for two International um, Academy of Web Arts Awards. Uh, I'm up for Best Writer. Carmen, my beautiful wife, is up for Best Song. And then that movie, Maybell, is finally being made into a feature film. So I have to finish it, uh, the script, and send it to Kristen as soon as possible. And then I just told you, which I haven't told anybody except my parents, is that um, the amazing Faith Soloway, who's one of the writers and producers on Transparent, sister of, of, of Jill Soloway, of course, Transparent is the real life story. She has a residency at Joe's Pub in New York City. And she did a thing last year, like a trial run of something called Should Transparent Be a Musical? And she asked me if I wanted to join the show. So starting our first show date is April 2nd of 2018. I will be playing the amazing Sarah Pfefferman on that show. So if you come to New York City, come to Joe's Pub, uh, we're going to have tickets on sale pretty soon. Oh, I'm so excited about this. (laughs) I was like, do I have to get naked? Because, you know, Sarah's always naked on that show. So... I was like, I'm going to have the jerk doing some sit-ups. And She's mer- like, no, it's fine. What's the Merkin budget? Right? That was my first question. I was like, can we talk about my Merkin budget? <laughs> <laughs> That's always in my contract. <laughs> Line <laughs> one. Merkin budget must be huge. Um, <laughs> That's fantastic. I love that. And... So yeah, and Joe's Pub, what a great venue to begin. One of the no, best one of the best venues, coolest venues in New York. I was a I was a New York University college kid and like Joe's Pub was like 
the epitome of awesomeness. Like, you know, Bridget Everett had, had a residency there. Like, just, it's so cool. And when she asked me, I was like, are you joking? She's like, you can only, if you only want to do one show, I was like, what do you mean? She's like, well, you can do the whole run. I want you to do the whole run, but if you can only do one show, I'm like, bitch, I'm going to cancel everything that I'm doing and come to New York. Hold my me? calls. Hold my beer. Yeah. I'm on the way. I'm working. I'm on my way. So I know, I know that Carmen is a singer, but I did not realize that you were like such a big singer too. Uh, I mean, I took singing lessons. I was like a choir singer. I was like a show choir. Uh, I, you know, I won best choreographer in my high school co- uh, show choir. Congratulations like, on that. Thank you very much. All about movement of the body. Um, so I, I sang in high school. And then when I went to college, I worked with Arthur Bartow, who's like the voice teacher of, of the undergrad department of NYU. And so like I, I've done singing, but I do not think I'm a singer I'm a someone that I can definitely carry a tune I can harmonize you're starring in a musical I know and there's people that are like (laughs) Broadway people and I and she and Faith and I are friends she knows that like I have a range that I fit into so I won't be terrible but I'm not like a singer like Carmen's a Carmen has a show tonight she's a singer she can put her finger in her ear and be like Mariah Carey be like no that's not me (laughs) so if you're coming to the show you're just coming for my Merkin that's what you're coming for (laughs) <laughs> that will sell tickets alone. Yeah. Um, so, so, so to be fair, you kind of started this whole like lesbian internet celebrity thing. <laughs> you should see the face. You should see the face she just gave me. I, I mean, I, listen, when I was over at AE, I was kind of starstruck by you when I started because I had been you watching. Oh, I am not kidding. I had been watching you. In, in all these, you know, videos and vlogs and things like that for years. And, like, oh, so you cool. were one of the original, like, lesbian internet celebrities. So... I didn't know this. You didn't know this. No. <laughs> well, no. Well, then, and this might be a little hard to answer then, but, like, what was it like to be at the forefront of something that's become such a huge part of our culture? You know... It was so new at the time uh, that I was just on the ride. And what was so fantastic was because of the internet, we, like, you know, our group of people, my lovely wife and our friends and, and Sarah Warren, like, we were able to travel internationally because of our because of our internet shows that, that touched other people all over the world. I traveled to Switzerland and France, and I got to meet other gay people that literally sat in front of me and said, I've never met another gay person before. Wow. Like there was a girl wow. that worked at a, at a at airport in Belgium and she had her family worked at the airport too. And she said she'd never met a gay person, but she, we all got together. So it was like the internet was magical and it changed lives. And it was, I, I still meet people today. I mean, it's been 10 years. I still meet people today that because of my like internet show, I help them come out. And it's like, it, that's the coolest thing ever. Coolest thing ever. It's always really touching and amazing when you have had an impact on someone's life. And so, I mean, it blows you away if somebody says that to you, right? It's like you can't even, like, fathom it. Well, and all you can do is have your experience and be open. And I'm very lucky because my sister is gay, too, and and she's out and she's married to a woman. And it's like my family's East Coast, very liberal and so I have my experience. And so when other people have a, a very upsetting experience where their family doesn't accept them and it's like, Somehow me being like, I'm gay. Because, I, I mean, I had a meeting yesterday. I've got a lot of, I, I signed with a literary manager this summer, which was fantastic. Congratulations. I've had meetings at HBO and Showtime and Hulu and whatever. And so I realized when I came home from this meeting yesterday that I had at Comedy Central, I said to my wife, I go, I always aggressively come out in every meeting. 
because I'm always talking to a straight guy, who, and they're very nice, and they're talking about their life and their wife and their kids and their whatever because we're just having a human interaction. And then I'm like, yeah, my wife, blah, blah, blah. Like, uh, and then I realized that it, sometimes it lands like a heavy brick in the room. <laughs> and and then yesterday I actually commented. I said, you know what? I forgot that like me being gay is is not like the average because people re- like that's that's me. Mm-hmm. So it's it's weird when I when I'm talking to somebody and I'm like, oh, aren't we having the same interaction because we're all humans? And they're kind of like, oh, you're gay. That's cool. I'm like, yeah, it's cool that I'm gay. <laughs> douche. Like we're all. <laughs> So I just, it's just, it's just bizarre. It's bizarre. I just feel very lucky, very, very lucky that I have such a supportive family and my in-laws. I mean, my mother-in-law is the shit. Like she's, she comes to my show. She'll, she's flying out to Vegas to Klexicon to see, I mean, I'm just very lucky. I think you should include in your bio, aggressively gay. I am aggressively gay. <laughs> I agree with that. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> uh, so last year you attended Klexicon. And I got to hug you. Fantastic. I got to hug you and you smelled like strawberries and success. <laughs> yes. Was that was that your first con experience? Um, I went at like uh no, I went to like Comic Cons and things like that, because my brother's a comic book guy. Okay. So I, I've been around that kind of stuff, but Lexicon was phenomenal. Like, I did not know, because it was the first year doing it, what the turnout was gonna be. There were so many women and they were so nice and so friendly, and I made friends. Like there that I'm still in, in contact with. There was a woman that was uh, in the military that came, and she was just talking about how, you know, like she was other in the military, and it's like it, it, we all connected. It was so much fun. It, I, I think it's more fun, and I'm gonna get in trouble for saying this, but I think it's more fun than Dinosaur Weekend. I loved it. I cannot wait until we're going this year, until 2018. I know, and it's like it's like I feel like every time I say like, hey, we're going this year, it's like still like seven months away or something. No, <laughs> I don't want to wait. Away. I wanna go now. Right? I had such a blast myself. Um. So, do you have any tips for first timers? Because this this kind of show this show was our first uh, episode of uncon- unconventional, and oh, we're nice. kind of focusing it a little bit on you know first timers who are atten- who are thinking of attending Klexicon or planning to attend Klexicon. Do you have any kind of tips or advice? I would say go to as many things as possible. I know money is always an issue, but if you can afford like the big passes, get them because. Every party is different and you're going to meet new people and just be open and stay at events longer than you think you want to because you never know who's going to show up and you're going to connect with. It was, it was a, it was like a party, you know, and, and, but it was like a party for grownups, if that makes any sense. Like I really dug in and I'm growing with some people that I've met from Klexicon. So dedicate yourself, go there and be open and wear your nasty woman t-shirt and talk to everybody. Talk to everybody, bring business cards, put some good lipstick on, make out with people, have fun. <laughs> so for Klexicon 2018, you are going to be performing a comedy show. I'm taping a comedy special. Called yeah, yeah. Ships and Giggles. And yes, you're going to be yes. you're going to be on stage with uh, uh, Gloria Bigelow, who is also a fabulous comedian who I love. love do, you, yeah. do you have, like, have you started planning it yet? Can you give us like yeah. a sneak peek? This is going to be my fourth comedy special. It's my second one for Telefilm. So I have to do a whole other hour of material. So I've already started uh, my my run through. So I was at shows Laugh Factory this week, and I'm already doing all new jokes. I talk a lot about my wife again. Uh, she's obsessed with kombucha. So I talk about of how there's another woman in our, which is so, <laughs> another woman in her family, which is the mother who lives in our house. So if you know anything about kombucha, and when you make kombucha, right. you have to have this culture. Like, oh, oh. 
culture. Oh, God, so gross. It's like living mushroom that they call the mother that you have in a dark place in your house. Like, you have to be quiet around it. It's so fucking weird. So I do a bit about how my wife is having an affair with the mother which is living in her house. And, you know, and I'll be singing some songs. And I, it, it, this comedy special is going to be called Bridget McManus 3D because I will be climbing off stage. So try to get, well, it doesn't matter where you sit because I'll probably climb on you, but try to get front row or close by because it's going to be interactive and put your best outfit on because the audience is going to be in my comedy special. Oh, Absolutely. fantastic. I am so going to be there. I probably... Hi. I don't know if I'll be able to score a front row seat, but that yeah. sounds that sounds pretty tempting. My wife in the front row, please, girl. You're going to be on TV. Well, Carmen, yes. Carmen will save a seat for me. Um, I hope she brings... Oh, wait. Would, maybe she'll be saving a seat for the mother. Oh, my God. No, that bitch is not coming. <laughs> she might come. It's so weird. I should have her bring it in. We're on a, we're on a Skype video for anyone who's listening, and I, I, you could actually see. I'll send you a picture of the mother. It's creepy. So basically, she gave, her, she gave the mother jewelry. Should I be jealous? So basically, <laughs> your wife is having an emotional affair with a large slab of bacteria. Um, it might be more than emotional. <laughs> <laughs> I came in the other day. She was naked. I was like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> this is a bad rumor to be spreading around. <laughs> Carmen was not naked with the mother. Um, well, thank you so much, Bridget. I'm super excited about your show. I can't wait to see you. I hope I hope you are on some panels as well at Lexicon because you have so much to share and you've had so many cool experiences and I you are a real inspiration to so many young creators. Happy Wife, Happy Life, our talk show is doing a uh, live taping at Lexicon as well. Oh, great. I love that you call it Lexicon. It's so adorable. <laughs> What is it called? Clexicon. But when I you say it wrong? when you say it fast, it sounds like Clexicon. <laughs> Clexicon. Is that right? Yeah. Why did you say it? What is it? Clexicon. Oh, because my Boston accent. Yeah. There you go. All right. Clexicon. So yeah, guys, get your tickets now. You do not want to miss this show. And thank you so much, Bridget. Oh, Bridget, tell us where everyone can find you, like your social media handles, all that good stuff. Everything you can find on my website, which is BridgetMcManus.com, B-R-I-D-G-E-T-M-C-M-A-N-U-S, and there's my Instagram and my Facebook and my Twitter, and I'm very, uh, I'm very accessible, so if you, if anybody wants to reach out to me, find out about shows, or just like, you know, write a message, I will get right back to you. I'm super available. And be you gay! Are, be hey. gay! Speaking of being gay, you are doing a, um, a coming out day performance, correct? Yeah. At the at the West, we did it last year. So there's a there's an organization called the Lesbian Culture Club, run by my friend Dara and I and Anna Margarita Albella. We did it last year. It was a sold out event. So it's at the West Hollywood Chamber of Commerce this year. It's going to be me, Dana Goldberg, Ali Liebegott, who I adore from um, Transparent, uh, and a bunch of other people. And we're all going to be storytelling, telling, doing stand up. So it's a free show on October 11th. If anybody wants to come, it's easy to get free tickets. There's a lot of things coming up. So be gay, gay. And I'm gonna end it. I'm gonna end it just right there. <laughs> Woo! That's it for the first episode of Unconventional. I hope you loved it as much as I loved doing it. You can send us suggestions. You know, you know where to find Clexicon. Clexicon is on Facebook, Tumblr, Twitter. You can also message me at Dana Pickley. That's two C's, one L. I am always on Twitter, and um, really looking forward to your feedback. We will be on iTunes very soon, and if you loved this episode, if you really want other people to find us, please leave us a review. We'd really appreciate it. Until the next time, here's Dana Pickley signing off and swearing fealty to you.